Hey, what's going on, motivators? Just pulling out of the office here. Tuesday, so it's my day off, but I stopped in and knocked out a little paperwork and prepare for the onslaught. That is inevitably Wednesday. Beautiful day today, my friends. Absolutely freaking gorgeous. It's 81 degrees at 7 p.m. Today is Tuesday, May 17th? No, 18th. May 18th. It was a good day. I slept my ass in, had a nice breakfast, had a cup of coffee. Got some light paperwork done, made some progress in that regard. Went out, lifted some kettlebells, did some chainsaw carving. Finished up a snuggly stoop bear, which is going to be, I think, a big seller. It's absolutely adorable. It's got like it's like a seated bear with its paws kind of out like it wants to hug you. Maybe you could I could drill or you could drill your damn self a um, hole right between the paws. There's a little space there, a little recess. You could you could drill a little hole and put a flagpole in there or a sign or whatever you want. Whatever you want to do once you buy it. It's beautiful. So I, I put another coat of uh, varnish on that. I installed the eyes. And then I started working on a an owl. Another owl. Now I knocked this out. It's one of my favorite pieces I've done. Really a beautiful looking owl. Hooty owl, I call it. This is for a Pine Barrens friend of mine who um, is actually an artist. She went to art school. tricky. Pretty freaking awesome. I just let that girl out. She did a little Yui. That worked out, though. Glad it worked out. Um, so, yeah, so she's my friend Erin. She's an artist. She went to art school. She worked for, like, whoever does M&M's, makes M&M's, like a candy company. She does something else now. Anyway, she's no slouch in terms of art, and she wants to buy my carving. A beautiful owl, and she has an entire room devoted just to art from her friends. And how nice is that? That she's gonna, you know, have like that's a great idea. Matter of fact, put art from people you know in there. That's a great fucking idea. Maybe I'll do that. Well, my office is kind of like that. So, yeah, man. So that was cool. I, I started that order on it, and I got maybe another. Go ahead, Peter. That's for you. I started that. And I damn near finished it. I got a another couple, uh, maybe another day or two on it. Just adding some eyes, adding some details, burning it with uh, coloring in uh, with, with some fire. And then I'm going to... Uh, You know, put those eyes in, paint it up, and link up with my friend. You know, one of the coolest things about doing this art, doing my chainsaw carving, is that you get to deliver it. You get to uh, exchange. Now, a lot of times my work is local, so I'll bring it to the office and somebody will come pick it up. But in a few cases now, 
I have my friend uh, Watson. He's up in Mechanicsburg, PA. I carved this big-ass bear for him. I'm going to meet him halfway. And I'm probably somewhere up the Pocono exit or something like that. Who knows? And we'll get a beer. And we'll, we'll I'll stick this friggin' bear in the back of his truck. And we're good to go. I'll get to see an old Marine buddy I haven't seen in 25 years. He's doing well. He's got a family. He's going to put this in his backyard. He's a waving bear. Beautiful. Pack it up real nice for him. My friend Erin, I'll take her owl, and I'll go over for the, I'll take a day trip and go over to the beach. You know? Exchange the art for a fee, and drive on over, get a little bit of uh, beach time in. Hit the boardwalk or something with my family. And then the snuggly bear, that's from my Aunt Michelle. I haven't seen her in a very long time. Always was a good person. She's getting this for her boyfriend, and it's going to be, uh, it's that it's that snuggly stoop bear. It's beautiful. <clears throat> so I cannot wait to deliver these. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like you're making for some for somebody, but you're also meeting them. And so they have to be in your presence. They don't just pick it up off the shelf. You know, you have to, you know, you leave them with this goodness. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You're giving them, it's like an act of goodwill. It's an act of love. So that's good. That went on today. Doing some wood carving, knocking out some paperwork, slept in. Um, I don't want to go on a negative note, but I'm having a little bit of a tough time with my daughter. She's the absolute best. Her and my wife just got back from Disney where they did their their um, cheer competition. Well, they're all-star cheerleaders. So... Lily did very well there, and got all kinds of great footage. They, uh, she performed to her expectations and that of her coaches and her team. The team scored 97 out of 100, so they did really well. They still didn't make the top five, but that's okay. They got down there. They competed well, showcased their skills, and, and they also got a few days in Disney, so... The wife and, uh, and daughter uh, returned from Disney, and they're dizzy from Disney, you know, in the best possible way. Made it through this trip, freaking flying, going down there during a viral pandemic, flying down to freaking outrageous state of Florida. The, the mask um, mandate to wear the mask, that uh, was... Um, Per the CDC's guidance there, Disney revoked that mandate right while they were down there. So my wife was describing to me the way that people are behaving and that many of them just took their masks off, even if they were wearing them uh, at the time. And they, they took them off as soon as they heard about it. It was like the cat was out of the bag. That's it. You can't put the genie back in the bottle, my friends. People are going to take off those masks and let the cards fall where they may. Hopefully there's not a, um, you know, a, a spike in, in infection levels or anything like that. But anyway, what I, what I meant to say is that my daughter and my son, were, we, we took them to get vaccinated today. So my wife had taken them this evening. So I'd be interested to find how that went. The thing is, 
you know, the, per the CDC's guidance, if you're vaccinated, you've got some protection. So I described to Lily, it's kind of like a, um, a suit of armor or a, a, a force field that you are operating within, you're living within, if you get this vaccine. You know, we can only believe what, you know, we're being told in a lot of ways. I mean, I don't believe everything I'm told, but if an expert in a field tells you something, experts, you know, or there's a consensus, so they do the frickin' science, then, and they determine that the, you know, that this is protective, then let's fucking do it, man. Take off the mask. Let's, let's be free, you know, let's be, let's really enjoy our lives. Um, and so that seems to be the reality. So I'm happy to have gotten my kids vaccinated. Of course, I'm a little bit concerned, you know, I, but it's, it's, look, it's better to risk the minuscule side effects of a vaccine. And everybody I know felt a little bit like shit after the second one. So we'll see how they feel. But, um, fortunately the you know, the levels, the, uh, the risk to children is not as high as it is for adults. So that's good, right? That gives them a level of protection unto itself. Maybe it's just they're young, maybe their immune systems are more potent, I don't know. But that's, that's the case statistically, right? So now they got the vaccine, that'll offer them additional protection. Now the whole family will be protected. So we won't have to be like, okay, well, when I'm with my kids uh, or when we're out somewhere, now we're all of us are affected. We check that box, and I think it's the right thing to do. I'm proud to have done that and gotten them um, squared away. So that is cool. But Lily, she remarked last night, she's like, I'm, uh, I'm getting my vaccine tomorrow. She's like, I'm petrified. And I said, well, honey, you know, I understand that, you know, that you're concerned, but you got to pick your poison. Either you are petrified of the virus and you're going to live your life behind a mask and not leaving the house, or you are going to get the vaccine and we're all going to be able to open up a lot quicker and this shit will be over. You know, we have to prepare for the after, um, after this stuff is over and everybody wants to be there, right? So then just do what you need to fucking do. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. In other news, I'm going to pick my son up from uh, rugby. This is final practice here. It's more of a party. They had a, a little um, adults versus the kids rugby match. And, of course, Sam, he had his mild concussion the other day. So he's not playing, but they're going to celebrate and they're having a good old time. I'll catch the end of that. It's been a great pleasure watching him play this and really enjoying the sport. Like I said, he's just, he's okay from this. He got his bell rung the other day, but he's just going to have to wear a helmet going forward. Life is hard, wear a fucking helmet, right? So, yeah. But I, I, 
what a great, what a beautiful night to have that uh, celebration on. He's he, he was a credit to the team. Got a shitload of tackles. I'm sure they're um, motivating the kids and telling them how valued they are on the team. And they had a great season. So he'll come back next year. Definitely is going to be better, a better football player, better rug, better rugby player as a result of Jesus fucking Christ. Goddamn motherfucking bottle. That's <sighs> okay. So, <clears throat> so there's that. I'm picking him up. I'm proud of that lad. Next. Fucking trying to get everybody rounded up for this DDIP uh, reconnect. I shared with you my rationale for that. Now, I've been asking, I've been reaching out to boot campers I haven't talked to in a while, um, some of them in years. Uh, others I know have been in, in harm's way, have had things going on, have had life changes, have had health um, issues. Uh, now, I had uh, reached out to a, one of our best, a couple of our best today, but one of my, my guides from back in the day, he said, hey, love to have you there. And he said, hey, I got a health issue. I'm not going to be able to make it. I was like, oh, fuck. First of all, I'll do anything for you. If there's anything I can I can do. Which oftentimes there's not, but you still say that's a nice thing to do. And the sentiment is genuine, sincere. And then um, I also said, this isn't going to be some friggin' Cirque du Soleil you know, performance. This is, we did, we started this boot camp 15 years ago, and people are old, people are fat, people are tired, people got other things going on. So, it's just about love, man. It's just about being there and how you doing, and oh yeah, I can do a, you know, do a couple squats and, you know, do a couple push-ups, or just stand on the side and do your best. Nobody cares. Nobody ever really cared about how many push-ups you could do or how fast you were. Um, we were always had your back. We were always supportive. We always wanted you to maximize um, on your fitness and, and uh, you know, on your wellness. But never has it ever been about how many push-ups you can do or how well you can execute a maneuver. That's one of the things that makes DDIP a little bit unique. Yes, I know there's a tendency that for people to compare themselves to others, and for many people, that's a motivator. You know? But this is not going to be about that. I arranged this thing. You think that I got something better to do on a 7 a.m. on a freaking on a Saturday morning? Hell yeah, sleep my ass in. I'm tired. This is going to be a sacrifice for me, but a worthwhile sacrifice. So I'm excited. For it, and I want everybody to be there. And I'll be disappointed if such and such can't make it. I've been asking, uh, of course I will, just because I care. But, uh... You know, I'll get over it. I genuinely want everybody to be there for all the right reasons. 
pardon me, I'm just backing in here. This rugby field. So yeah, I want everybody to be there for the right reasons. I've got individuals that I know and love. I know they're still training and are maintaining their level of fitness. I have motivators who are um, over the hill and fat and dragging legs and um, hurting physically and mentally. And there's, I'm sure there's a percentage of the group that had COVID. Um, I reached out to our, our oldest, our DDIP elder. Um, this dude is 84 this year. On D-Day, he'll be 84. And he's still saying, I'll try to make it. Guy's been, you know, had all kinds of problems, been in and out of the hospital and been in harm's way. But I'll tell you one thing, anytime you try to count him out over the years, like, oh, I wonder if that's his last platoon or wonder if he's not going to make it in a train again. Oh, dude showing up with crutches or with a walker or with, um, you know, hiking poles. He'll always be there the following time. So that no-quit attitude is, is what DDIP is, the fabric of which DDIP is made. It's like we knit motivation. We crochet that shit. Um, there's even some people who are not boot campers who I've invited. You know, people who were there and remember me as Dr. Drill and remember the good that we did. Um, people from Matt on Main Street, associates from the YMCA, um, some of whom, you know, maybe they're not there. Maybe they won't be there. But I'll ask them anyway. I got patients who have said, hey, can you want to come out? You know, look, this isn't going to be some crazy, you know, beat down. This is come and do it. You, you got to stand in the corner. Do it. Know that I still want you there. I like there's some people I'd like to introduce you to. There's some, you know, the fact of the matter is there's a lot of love and there's some tremendous memories all of them good and it was a very important part of all of our lives it was special DDIP when I think about all those early mornings and late nights and you know, hard workouts and yeah, you know, trail runs and all, all the crazy things that we did that some people would just never find reasonable the heat and the cold and the there's been so many occasions, and it's all been wonderful and, and built the memories. And, and uh, constructed the storyline. And so I think it's wonderful. And I'm anxious to get everybody together. I'm trying to, um, to put the team back together. I want everybody to know that, that they are wanted there and independent of their bum knee or their extra pounds or whatever the fuck they got going on. It just never mattered. It, it, it was not significant to me. I understand people are squeamish and, and uh, you know, if no is the answer, then, then I'll have to accept it. But I really would like to see everybody there. I think that you think about a team, you know, show up and be part of it, you know, contribute to the degree that you can. This isn't, 
fifth grade where you, you don't make it on you pick last on the soccer team and you gotta hang your head in shame. There's a sincere um, desire to see everybody and to um, to make this a great event, abbreviated event. Be out there by eight o'clock, show up at seven, be out there by eight, eight thirty, depending upon, you know, somebody wants to shoot the shit and stay longer or whatever. That's up to them. We could head over to um, Manhattan Bagel and get a bite to eat. Start your day having um, stood in a field, perhaps on a day like today. It's so beautiful and sunny and wonderful. Perfect. Stand out there in the sunshine in front of the band shell and do some stretches and calisthenics and meet and greet and walk and talk and farewell. That's all it's got to be. doesn't have to be anything fancy schmancy. So I hope people realize that, uh, that they're wanted there, and I'm trying to communicate that as best as I can. Every time I... You know, every minute that goes by, every hour that goes by, I think of another handful of individuals who I better contact them or, or you never know, we might not see them. You know, I just reached out to my friend Bigfoot. This guy was, you know, PT phenom, did all these runs, you know, did could work out with the best of them. He's a big, tall guy. So funny, so kind, such a good dude. I remember an occasion with him where he couldn't train with us anymore. Just, I don't know, he just, something like he, you know, some excuse. And we saw him at the park that we trained. We were out there doing our maneuvers, and a few weeks later we saw him out there walking. And I said, hell no, you know. And I called him up to lead an exercise, and he crying like a baby. Because he was valued, he was wanted there. He was appreciated, and that's that's important. I don't know where I get this shit from, but I'm a a sap, a sucker, a, a lover. I would never change. I really, I really do care about all these people. It's interesting when you see, you know, there's the humanity. It's like somebody invites you to a party, and you don't want to go because you got nothing to wear, you don't know anybody, you whatever. Well, most of us know each other. We knew each other when many of us were hard bodies, right? Or we're trying to do that. We were more capable, maybe. And now we're not. There's no shame in that at all. I'm trying to license people to ascribe uh, to that philosophy, but maybe it's a pill that's hard to swallow for some. But if you're listening to this and you stood in our ranks and you felt the things that I've described, the hard work, the fellowship, the love, the friendship, the kindness, the charity... If you've felt all that, received, been a recipient of it, and um, 
rained it down upon others, new people, welcomed them, in, welcomed them into the group. Then think about the reality that we're going to be that, our ranks are going to be that much less potent if you don't show up to this little reunion. No pressure, no problem. So just considering that right now. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to sign off now, go home and get a bite to eat. But Wednesday's coming, my friends. I think it's going to be beautiful again. Let's be positive. Let's be kind. Let's uh, try to find the, the beauty in the day. Um, let's try to meet the challenges together. Cool quote that I'm going to share with you here. by Charles Bukowski. I was waiting for something extraordinary to happen, but as the years wasted on, nothing ever did unless I caused it. I was waiting for something extraordinary to happen, but as the years wasted on, nothing ever did unless I caused it. It's true. I mean no disrespect to you know, people believe that there's it's prophecy or that it's um, it's all been preordained or anything like that. Sure, I don't believe in all that shit, but the notion that we can contribute, that we can move this world, that we can make good things happen, I believe we can. I've seen I've seen it. I've done it. I've lived it. I live it every day. Otherwise, life wouldn't be really worth living, would it? You can contribute. I'm going to share that on fake book right now. Love and respect, my friends. <laughs>